Hey talkers, so as of now, it looks like we may actually survive 2020. Although saying this may be premature optimism on my part. But for 2021, we need to set some goals. Because according to American author, coach, motivational speaker, and philanthropist, Tony Robbins, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. However, most of us out there, we rush things. We bite off more than we can chew. There's an old saying out there that says, if you want to eat an elephant, start with one piece at a time. Basically, create a goal, eating an elephant, but then take small steps towards completing that goal, eating said elephant one piece at a time. Great, you're doing so good. Now, for our cannibals out there, I ask, how do you eat a human? Well, let's first define the goal, eating the human. Next, let's take small steps to accomplish this goal. That's correct, eating said human one piece at a time. And we'll take any excuse to drink some sake. Yes, we do love sake. We're drinking this out of a solo cup. Because America. All right. All right. So tonight is our Halloween episode. Your favorite time of the year. We got to cram in some a few more horror movies. So tonight we are going to uh, June 11th, 1989. Mm. I thought Ooh. we would go and do a horror story tonight in France. France? Wait, so we're... I'm confused. I thought we were going to Japan. Why would we be going to Japan? Because you said that. You said we needed to pick up sake because that's where we're going. So they don't drink sake in France? How dare you? That is racist. Anyway, tonight we were talking about this guy, if you want to describe him. Um, well, he is of an Asian descent oh, of some sort. look at you. Oh my God, I really hope you cover this. Um, He's wearing a suit. Oh, or like a trench coat. Yeah, yeah, like a gray. How's his driving He's... skills? I can't judge him on his driving skills. He's not he's in a walking, car. Yeah. Um, I bet you he's selling some watches though. Oh, what? like he's about to open his trench coat and yeah. see how many, <laughs> yeah. how many watches. I don't would you want like? this guy to open his trench coat. What do you notice about his height compared to the other people? He looks short. He's very short. He looks petite. So guys, if this is your first episode, I put all my sources, photos, videos on talkmurder.com. So go there, click the blog post with tonight's story. Leave me a comment. You definitely want to see these pictures. This is one of those family-friendly stories. So, I'm and, sure and I have, it is. I have some good pictures that you and your kids can look at um, <laughs> on TalkMurder.com. You can follow along with us. Here, Timmy, come sit on my lap and let's go to TalkMurder.com and see what John's got in store for us. You know what I just thought about today mm. was, and only because I saw an article about it, that like Santa at the mall... Yeah, I heard, gonna be, heard some. Didn't we hear something on the radio about that? He's gonna have to wear a mask and stuff. Yeah, you know, they. I think at the mall back home they have. They're doing something with plexiglass or virtually editing him in or something stupid like that. But are kids actually gonna sit on Santa's lap? I don't know. I feel like they just shouldn't. Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time that we no longer sit on Santa's lap. You well, know, you know, serial killer Bruce McArthur was a mall Santa. Yes, I forgot I re- about that. I remember that. But I mean, I don't know. I don't want to take the joys of Christmas away. Like Santa 
is like one of those things. I mean, I think it needs to take a pause for this year. Oh, yeah. All right. Tonight, we're going to June 11th, 1981. We're talking about Izia Sagawa. Anybody heard of this one? No. Here he is one more time. He is Japanese. He was actually born in Tokyo. That looks like it is a clip from a movie or something like that, is it? No, it's not. But there are a couple movies based on this oh, guy. Really? He's Japanese, but he's living in France? That is correct. Okay. All right. So is he living in Paris? He's studying at the Paris University, the Sorbonne. Oh, fancy pants. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. I'm not familiar with that school. It's like, I don't know, the only famous school in France that I know. Oh. It's like hoity-toity. <laughs> My mom got Big me deal. a t-shirt from a university in Paris, but I don't know which one it is. So Izier Sagawa, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his first name right, but I do know his last name is Sagawa. So Sagawa, he was in Paris between 1977 and 1981. He actually left Tokyo on April 26th, which was his 28th birthday. He was in Paris to study comparative literature at the Sorbonne University. He did attend a Japanese university, Waco, where he got a master's degree in Shakespearean studies. Hmm. He's a smart dude. Kind of. But the reason he's in Paris to begin with is because he never passed the entrance examination for a prestigious Japanese university. Ah. He stayed at Sorbonne for nearly four years before this happened. Mm. And I'm not trying to be, like, funny. I'm actually seriously asking. If you hire a prostitute and you pay them, but you don't have sex with them, like you pay them for conversation because you're terribly lonely, is that prostitution or is that therapy? I don't know. I'll have to ask my next prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I meant my therapist. Like, could you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm, I'm actually like, can you be arrested if if you pay them, but you do not have them? If the, you don't perform pay sexual for acts, sex, if you don't, if you're not paying for sex, it's not prostitution. Right. It would be a donation. Yeah, I guess. To them as a human. Just to say thanks for chatting. Yeah. Apparently. Just a tip, right? Yeah. Apparently, it is a myth. If you ask a person if they are a cop, they have to tell you if they're a cop. That is not true, apparently. Correct. That That, is a myth. This came up in 99. (laughs) Find out from experience. (laughs) So while he was in Paris, he meets a... uh, fellow student Mm -hmm. her name is renee hartevelt she's 25 years old if you want to describe her to the audience oh um she has she's a caucasian female i'm assuming dark brown hair very short hair or it could be tied back yeah it could be like bangs Bangs. over her face Mm -hmm. um attractive yeah She's a she's actually Dutch, but I wouldn't know that. It's a black and white photo I'm showing mm-hmm. them, so it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. tell. But she is a Dutch student. She's studying abroad. She meets Sagawa in one of her class. Now, she's a very accomplished linguist. Mm. She's actually working towards her PhD in French literature, and that's where she meets Sagawa. And Sagawa actually pays her, hires her, 
to come over and record German poetry. Oh. Because he's also trying to learn German. Jeez. Now. Some people are so gifted at languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. This is Sagawa's apartment when he was studying abroad in Paris. Mm. You want to describe this kind of? There's a bunny. Yeah, stuffed bunny. There's a stuffed um, bunny. There's. With a hole in the back. Oh, is that? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> There's a like a bookshelf. I don't know what that says about me or if that says about you that I knew exactly what you were talking about yeah. right away. Because before before this I probably would not. We just know each other so well. I mean it's it's not a terrible apartment, I guess. No. Tall uh tall windows. Yeah, that's nice. Nice curtains. Mm-hmm. Does it have a view of the Eiffel Tower? I can't see, it's dark outside. No, it does not have an no. Eiffel Tower view. I don't think so. I don't know. But what you don't see is the rifle that is hiding in that dresser right there. Oh. If you're looking at talkmer.com, it's all the way to the right of the picture. It's a white dresser with a, a, a like a cigar box. Some kind of cigar box or something on top of it. That is where he was hiding a rifle. All right, if you want to read this, Nicole, this is from the Los Angeles Times, 28th, June 1992. Then, in the summer of 1981, he recalled that he experienced a desire so strong I could not resist it. He bought a gun and a silencer. He fatally shot Heartfelt. So how many times did he have sex with prostitutes, working up the nerve to try to kill one of them? I don't know, but she's not a prostitute. She's a classmate. I know, I know. June 11th, 1981, Renee, which is your mom's name. It is my mom's name is sitting at the desk that you're looking at in his studio apartment. She's got some headphones on, and she's recording some German poetry. And it may even be Shakespearean, since that's what her major is, but she's just recording it in German. In German. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Those tapes are lost, so we oh. will never know. But she's sitting there with her back turned, and Sagawa is an excellent host. He's pouring her sake. He's being really sweet to her. He's saying, wow, that sounds so good. And while he's doing this and she's recording, he goes over, opens up that supply chest in his apartment and grabs a rifle and puts it right at the back of her head and pulls the trigger. I'm assuming a rifle would leave a pretty large hole in someone's head. So Vice did a documentary where they interviewed this guy Hmm. and... He said that she was actually still talking, so still translating German when she hit the ground. Oh my goodness! It was goodness. just like a you know a nerve response. Whoa. It's like when you cut a chicken's head off and it still runs around. Yeah, type of thing. I mean, I wouldn't know, but I've heard because it was so sudden. She's reading German poetry, and next thing, she's got a hole in the back of her head. Her brain's still shutting down. I guess I don't know. Now, since this is a family-friendly Halloween episode, it's not. I am going to come back to what he does after he shoots her. But first, I want to talk about his background and a little bit about Sagawa. A little clickbait here for you. All right, this is him right here. If you want to describe these, if you want to describe him, he is the shorter one. Oh, they're blowing bubbles. Oh, yeah, they're wearing like little overalls and hats. So cute. Yeah. Can you describe them? Well, they... they <laughs> he, has, he has a sibling, it looks like. Yeah, they, they look like um, they're in the country of Japan. Like it's like the country version of yeah, and they're wearing know, they're little wearing like overalls, overalls and, and like a you, straw hat. So they're the same age. Oh, he's are they twins? Sagawa was prematurely born. Mm. So Sagawa was born in Kobe, 
which is in Japan, oh, on like April, Kobe beef. Mm. In April 26, 1949. He was born premature. He was actually so small that he could fit in the palm of someone's hand. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Really early. Yeah. And like a Japanese person's hand. So that's very tiny. Yeah. Doctors thought he would actually die because he was so short and he was weak and he was frail. Aww. He developed several diseases, including internitis, which is the disease of the intestines. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. He Mm-mm. barely survived. We don't know much about his mother, but his father was a very wealthy businessman. He was the president of Kurt Water Industries, and he is a type of dad that kind of throws money at problems, mm. if you know what I mean. At age three, he had a dream that stuck with him for the rest of his life. He dreamed that him and his brother, which you see at this picture right here, they were in a big pot mm-hmm. being boiled alive. Ooh. Ooh. Now, sex in the house was taboo. Talking about it or anything. The parents never talked about it. And when he got his first erection, he thought it was some sort of medical disorder huh. because he had all these other medical disorders. Wow. So when he, you know, got the little chubs, <laughs> he thought it was he thought it was something to do with his medical disorders. So Sagawa was very odd as a kid. Yeah. I'm I'm picturing this. Mm-hmm. He thought a little differently than everyone else and he was probably bullied. I mean, look, he's short, he's weak, he's always been weak. Yeah. In fact, one of the women that he did try to kill, a normal height woman, actually overpowered him Hmm. and beat the shit out of him, which we're going to talk about here in a second. That must have been embarrassing for him. I've never seen this movie, but Sleeping Beauty, is that where like, she puts the sandal on her and it doesn't fit? No, that's Cinderella. Oh, what's Sleeping Beauty? Sleeping Beauty is... Is that the toad that kisses her? No, that's Princess and the Frog. Jesus Christ. So Sleeping Beauty (laughs) is the... (laughs) Is a story about the about the princess who was a baby in sh- or sh- on her seventeenth birthday or sixteenth birthday she was at a spindle and she pricked her finger on the spindle and that put her to sleep until true love's kiss came. What was it like? Um, Prince so she, Philip. She was pretty much in a magic. Did it get infected or something? No, she was just in a magic induced <laughs> coma. Yeah. Oh, yeah, magic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't Maleficent, watch that Maleficent, you know, <laughs> she's the one with the, the ears. So Sleeping Beauty, to him, scared the hell out of him because he thought the uh, Ma- Maleficent? Maleficent. 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 Maleficent was a cannibal witch. Is she? Um, she's I don't think so. definitely a witch. But she's not she a cannibal. cannibal. Also in first grade, he remembers vividly one of his classmates. It was a boy. He was wearing kind of short shorts, and he saw his meaty thigh, and he was like, hmm, that looks good. I wonder what that tastes oh, like. Oh, boy. We're we're into another cannibal story already? Wow. <laughs> so soon after the sausage fest? It's the fucking Google, like, recommending shit, because they got cookies everywhere. <laughs> you know which witch used to scare me was the Snow White witch. Yes. She terrified me. And I used to, like, when I was... When I was a kid, I used to be afraid to go into my dining room at night because I thought the witch was going to pop out in the mirror. That witch scared me, too. I also am afraid of mirrors because of, like, what mirror, I'm Mirror, mirror on the wall? No. Well, maybe. Maybe that. Maybe yeah. that's why. But, like, I don't know. Also because of what comes in the reflection. Oh, Jen. You cannot say that about yourself. We're going we're gonna to start a, a jar for every time you say something. Self-deprecating humor jar? Yeah. Yeah. John's like, that's how I make money. 
<laughs> yeah, no shit. I make money off your self-deprecation. <laughs> your low self-esteem. <laughs> That's pretty terrible. <laughs> but I don't hate it. Actually, I do, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we each have our parts. So he did get arrested once before he shot Renee in the back of the head. He was a 23-year-old student. He was attending the Waco University in Tokyo, and he crawled into the second-story window. How did he get up there? He crawled into the second-story window? Did he <clears throat> use a ladder? No, he was a cat burglar. Oh. oh. Parkour. <laughs> yes, he did parkour. <laughs> So, so wait, you're saying he was arrested once before he yeah, shot Yeah, he scroll? was arrested okay. once before. Okay, got it. He crawls in the second story window, and I'm, I'm not sure. So I saw two sources where one of them is second story window. The other one was ground floor level, so I'm not really sure. This was a German woman living in Tokyo. Now, we don't have her name or anything. Before he shoots the girl, yeah, he was there's another German woman. The, the one that he shoots is Dutch. Dutch, but she's speaking German, blah, blah, blah. So he sneaks into this German woman's apartment and she's sleeping there naked and he sees those meaty thighs. And now he doesn't tell police this, but he does tell the Vice documentary people. He wanted to, quote, eat her buttocks. Wants some ponzu sauce on that, bitch. Yeah. Some salad. I think he has a different no. toast. No, I think no, no, he, not, his, yeah. this definition of eating ass is a little bit different than the one that you're used to talking about. Yeah. He actually yeah. wanted to consume her yeah. rear end yeah. and not in a sexual way, unless like that helped him get off. So she woke up and she pushed him to the ground and then she he's caused trying a, to eat her. Yeah, basically. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he gets arrested for rape, attempted rape, oh. and his wealthy father actually pays her off. But he still gets arrested. But he kind of gets let off the hook because she doesn't really press charges. Yeah. So let me go back to the victim again. We're going to jump right back into the night of the murder after he shot her in the back of the head. This is her. Renee. I'm showing them a picture of the victim mm -hmm. once more. A little bit about her. Renee Hartvelt, 25-year-old Dutch student. She's studying abroad. So he actually was paying her to translate some German poetry. He then grabbed the gun and he shot her. This is from a newspaper source that I found, if you want to read this. Sure, there were signs. In the 1970s, I say, was receiving private tutoring lessons in German. His teacher was a voluptuous young woman who became the object of Hesse's fantasies. He longed to consume her flesh. Segawa served tea to Renee. He told her that he had fallen in love with her and thought it would be a great idea if they climbed into the sack right there and then. Renee said that she loved discussing literature with him, but wasn't interested in more horizontal pursuits. <laughs> Couldn't they simply <laughs> remain just friends? Horizontal. That's in the yeah. newspaper? Jesus. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, I love you, let's have sex. Yeah, this is the Chili Whack progress it's a newspaper it's a british Columbian newspaper and that's from the 16th of april 2000 I don't, e I don't even know what to make of that title of the newspaper <laughs> chili whack progress <laughs> what? it's a legit newspaper oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh canada so he shoots her in the back of the head and then what's the first part he goes for the butt he goes for the butt he's an ass man and it has to be the right cheek not the left cheek why, why? because and you would never guess this, but the left cheek is closer to the heart 
and he's actually scared of blood. So he bites into that meaty buttocks, and it actually hurts his jaw. He's a cannibal, okay, that is trying to eat her whole. You know what whole? I'm saying? Whole. You know how, um, what's it saying? What's the best way to eat an elephant? One, One piece at a time. time? Yeah. So he hasn't figured that out yet. But eventually he does. He's like, well, maybe if I, you know, cut it and then eat it, it'd be more manageable. Instead of just trying to bite right off of her exactly. body. Exactly. So then he goes for the nose, breast, uh, and right nose. hip. Nose. Oh my God. The nose nose does cartilage. not seem like an mm-hmm. appetizing piece of a body. No, that's like a nose is equivalent to calamari. On any animal. Although yeah. I do like calamari. Yeah, but I mean, you know. <laughs> All right, if you want to describe what you're seeing here. Now, as I said earlier, go to talkmurder.com because there's a few photos of this and you definitely want to see these. I don't know what part of the body this is, but if you want to describe this for the audience. I'm so afraid of what we're looking at right now. (laughs) If I had to guess, I would say it's a torso. I think. Because it looks like that might be a breast up there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that assessment. Well, this is kind of what the body looked like after he was done with it. (gasps) He ate that much? Oh, my God. Wow, he has a big appetite for a little man. Yeah, so I'm showing him. So explain what you're seeing right now. Uh, Oh, I I, I don't uh, like this. I don't like this. Okay, okay. So uh, we're seeing the lower half of the body. The pelvic region is completely torn to shreds. There's, like, nothing there. Oh, my gosh. And um, her, her femur is looks like it is a chicken leg, like and a drumstick. Right thigh is, like, completely gone. Yeah, he was eating it, like, off whole, the bone. Off oh. the bone. Like, you would a raw? chicken leg. Yeah, raw. Not even cooking it, seasoning sushi it. Sushi style. In fact, the paper. Sashimi. Sushi yeah, style. The paper actually said, quote, sushi style, raw and everything. Oh, no. So did So did he eat? already the upper portion of her body and there's nothing that was left um and how over how long of a period of time yeah that can't happen in one night like that the meat be... must be bad by then yeah well this was over a period of the weekend yeah but what'd you ask earlier was, about was she on ice did he eat the upper half of her body because that photo is just of the lower half and what he did um that's a good question i don't know this might explain it this picture right here Oh, oh my no. god poor what thing <laughs> what are you looking at <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so sad for tell her. tell the audience what you're looking at right now okay give me one second hang on <laughs> um, let me just finish the rest of the sake yeah, give I me need, one second yeah i need get one yeah <laughs> okay I'm, I'm 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 still trying to figure out what that picture is of um, I it, think I know. It's Can a victim. The... It's a victim. No, that picture. No, that's that's her. Tor- that's by her breast. Yeah. So go to the picture again. It's by, it's right. It's on her left breast. Left. Yeah. That it, it was her left breast. See, so like a side where. Oh. It's like almost all gone. So it's yeah. Part so of my assessment boob. was correct. Yeah. So describe that to the audience, please. Well, it's very hard to look at. Um, her tor- her shoulder. He ate all of her shoulder. Her right shoulder. Her right shoulder. He and ate, boob. Uh, left left breast. I mean, it's like carved in. Like it is not just flat. No, it's, it's like, like he concave. took like he took a knife and fork and like ate her. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The nose Luckily, is missing. He, he didn't eat. Yeah. He ate her nose. But it looks like weird. It looks like her lips are missing too. 
He ate her nose. It's so weird. I think her. I think he ate her lips too. Because look Cause at her she's bottom. Smiling. Yeah, her teeth are very exposed. Well, she was. Re- so when she got shot, she had no idea. It's not like, oh my god, don't no, kill me. No, I know, but still, yeah. so like, she that's... may have been smiling when no, she. No, that mm-hmm. amount of teeth showing is not normal. Look closely at her mouth. Yeah, it'd be like if he had. He ate her lips. So I do want to say he did rape her after oh. he shot her. I forgot to mention that. All right, Nicole, read this. This is for the. Uh, this is from the Los Angeles Times. Sagawa called a cab. Three times he attempted to dispose of the suitcases, but on each occasion there were too many people around. He returned to his apartment with his gruesome cargo to think out the basic problem, which has taxed murderers since time immemorial. What to do with the bothersome body? Very well said. Oh yeah, bothersome body, I love that. Well, no, just in general, like murderers really have a hard time figuring out what to do with the body. Yeah. Unless you think it out beforehand. Yeah. Well, so here's what happened. So this was an all weekend ordeal, a, a feast. An all you can eat buffet. All you can Ooh. eat buffet. <laughs> oh my God. And he, and he, That's <laughs> terrible. Especially because on my way to getting the pick up to pick up the food tonight, I was like, you know what? I haven't been to a Chinese buffet in a long time. All right. So Sagawa, he starts to notice that the body's starting to smell bad. It's starting to decompose. And he's in an apartment and he's worried that, you know. He's going to get food poisoning. Gonna, <laughs> I don't think he care about that. But he's worried that people are going to find out. So he goes to the store and buys two suitcases, two large suitcases. And the first time he gets a cab, he drives around in the cab. And the cab owner actually makes a joke. He's like, what do you have in here, corpses? And he said, no, they're just books. Now... But didn't they start to smell? They did. So I'll put this Vice interview where they actually interviewed this guy on uh, talkmurder.com. So check that out. It's fascinating because he tells the whole story. But he goes and drives around and he couldn't find any place to dispose of the body. Then he goes back home and tries once more and he finds this uh, park. So this is one of the suitcases right here. If you're looking at the black and white picture. But uh, he disposes the body in a pond called the Boise de Bolon. And he ha- he's actually spotted by some diners at a nearby restaurant. Because this is in Paris. And you have a, lot of a weird-looking Japanese dude get let out in the middle of a park with two suitcases that are too heavy for him to drag. So he has to drag one of them and then go back and drag the other one. And this is in broad daylight. Everyone is looking at him, and he is trying to drag these down to the pond so he can push them in the pond. And everyone's staring at him like, what the fuck are you doing? Is he not worried about this <laughs> and how this looks? Or he's like, so, nah, fuck it. So someone came up to him, like a... Police one officer? Of the, no, not a police officer, just a citizen, a French citizen. And he says, is this your bag? And Sagawa, for some reason, says... No, it's not my bag. And then he just runs off. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's your bag. <laughs> so he so he opens it up. And, <laughs> I mean, and there's fucking half a dead body in there. Half a chomped on body. Yeah, and it's like going down the slope because he tried to he was literally trying to push it in the pond. What does he and, think <laughs> is gonna happen? I mean, at least do this in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. Yeah, no shit. I mean, what a fucking idiot, man. 
So four days go by. The police finally show up at his home. It's an awfully long time. I feel like they should have caught him quite soon. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, how fast can he run? <laughs> like, <laughs> zoom, zoom. <laughs> and they found a bunch of evidence at the home, obviously. He still had a lot of the body parts at the house, including... Late night snack. Yeah, including this right here. Oh, oh God! No. Oh, well, it's he her did, head. He did eat her lips. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. He ate her lips. That's disturbing. Look at this picture. This is really disturbing. Oh, boy. So this is his room, right? But look, look at the police. You guys have got to see this. This is the police pulling the remains out of the suitcase, one of the suitcases, and putting it on a like a metal gurney or something that police use. But tell me what you notice about this picture. The head. Oh my god! So much blood, and then like the head is just sitting on the table. Wait, what? What is on that chair? The head is sitting on the table, but you can see his room. There's like blood all over the sheets and stuff. You can see like the sheets are bloody. Mm. So was he saving the head for like a token, or was he saving it for a late night snack? Well, um, this is what they found in his fridge all the bags of the body parts that he was saving to eat like tupple they were in tupperware type stuff and Mm. he actually no he actually had them on pre-made plates oh so you see their plates right there ready to be served oh no oh my god he was eating this all i don't like this i don't like this and (laughs) that's kind of I actually meal prepped this week too. It's like what I just dropped off for you. Literally. And like some chicken parm. Oh my god. Some pasta. Maybe. I don't know. Now I'm going to have to inspect it. Some brains. Cheese. So this is the. I'm sure I got to show you guys all the pictures. I mean, this is a murder podcast, but this is the whole body there. And this is the backside. Um, So the legs are uh, eaten off. Ugh. When he was interviewed, he actually remarks that. He thought biting into the ass, it'd be like red meat, like you would bite in a steak. Mm-hmm. But it was that, he, he used fat. the word Cornish fat. Yeah. Say, you know, that visceral fat or viscera fat or whatever it's called. You know, just the like, outer layer of fat. Like the cellulite? Like the, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And he thought it was gross. Well, serves you right or serves you wrong or that's what you get. He's been served. Yes. This is, <laughs> Quite a meal. This is a quote by him, well, if you want to read himself, this. himself, actually. This is a quote from uh, Sagawa. The public has made me the godfather of cannibalism, and I am happy about that, uh, Sagawa wrote recently. I will always look at the world through the eyes of a cannibal. Oh, so he's loving this glory, isn't he? I don't know if I'd call him the godfather of cannibalism. Like, this is the first time I've heard about him. Um, I'm pretty sure Hannibal's the godfather of cannibalism. Hannibal the cannibal. All right. Well, tell me what his sentence is. Um, dear God, I hope it's life in prison without the possibility of parole. Jen. I would also hope that, but I don't know that's going to happen. So this happened in 1981, as I said. In 1983, he's still in France. The French government actually said he was not mentally competent to stand trial. Oh, no. He was placed in the Gouriaud Asylum. He was, quote, an untreatable psychotic. Meaning he should spend the rest of his days there? Well. Chained to a padded mattress wall? Like what? Like day day passes? You're the. Who was the one that did the day passes recently that we talked about? (laughs) 
<laughs> Who was that oh, one? I can't remember. Uh, I remember seeing a picture of them yeah, like walking by the lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think about this. You're in the France government leadership role and you make decisions like this. Was it Panzerum? Yeah, it was Carl Panzerum, yeah. There we go. So picture this. You're in the French government and you have this shit stain in your country on the record and everyone is pissed off. All your French citizens are like, wee oui, wee, oui, want this guy we oui, oui, want this guy out of here. Or whatever. We want this guy out of here. Yeah, we we do. Then they yeah. ship him back to Japan. They shipped him back to Japan. Yes. Now the, <laughs> the Japanese psychiatrist concluded that yeah, he does have a personality disorder, but you he think? doesn't have brain damage by the mm. French, so he does belong in prison. Well, that's good. Exactly, right? Without the possibility of parole? Dear God, I hope so. Mm, I'm not feeling that for this one. Well, here's the thing, and uh, you just want to read this. Oh, this is from the Los Angeles Times. This makes me so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you do this. The Japanese said he belonged in jail, not in a hospital. But French police insisted that the case against him was closed. They refused to provide Japanese police with the materials needed to bring new charges against Sagawa, a national police agency spokesman said. Really? What so do you he's mean? Bad, he's bad enough for you to not want him in your country, but he's not bad enough for you to want to bring charges against him? He was put Get in, some papers, no, he was put in custody to his parents. To his oh. parents. <laughs> so he gets to live at home for the rest of his life? That's his sentence? No, he, he moved what? out eventually. But he what? doesn't have... <laughs> he doesn't have a... You, do oh, you know, oh, he can Nicole spread his just wings read, and fly? Nicole just read that the French government said the case was closed. That for, therefore, they're not going to provide them the evidence of a murder and cannibalism. So they Can't... weren't going to transfer the fact that he needed to be in an Exactly. Asylum? So you can't try him in Japan for shit because... Nothing Why can't happened it just Japan? transfer There's over? nothing over... Well, because nothing they happened won't in Japan. give them. Yeah. The French government won't give them the records. So they I can't just charge like, him with right, anything. Then you're going to stay in an insane asylum because that's what the French did. No, but, but there's nothing saying he's insane. There's no records at all. So he's a free man because there's no crime to be committed. There's no crime. So how many more people have mysteriously disappeared and showed up being eaten in suitcases after being dumped in a pond? You know how Japanese uh, culture, they like all this crazy, um, the ring type shit. Oh, the ring is kind of spooky. Yeah, oh, we should watch is, that. That is scary. Let's watch a Japanese one tonight. <sighs> Although some worry about Sagawa's pandering to a public all too receptive to his lurid tales, some intellectuals suggest that Sagawa's case represents simply a healthy exploration of the dark side of Japanese culture. I'd say. What? No. Yeah. Do you remember when we did that uh, manga episode where I talked about the Hello Kitty one? Yeah. after the, the war... When uh, yeah. the the new millennials of the Japanese culture, kind of like the uh, when we yeah. went to Vietnam, like all the hippies, yes. they were like, we got to change this. So they did that, too. But instead of dressing in tie dye and smoking weed and having sex and getting herpes everywhere, they decided to watch kids cartoons, <laughs> which to each their own, which eventually evolved into anime. So anyway, Hen and hentai. <laughs> and hentai. And tentacle porn. So this is what that's about. I mean, anime has made a like a 
it's a thing now like a lot of my student like i mean like in the states like a lot of my students for their profile pictures on the the, on on the platform that we use for Mm -hmm. um for school like they don't have like pictures of themselves or like the blank person they have like anime characters and i'm like oh huh i didn't realize it was that popular interesting but there are quite a few (laughs) so this guy is still living a free man. He has always been free. His first book was called In the Mist, and it sold 200,000 copies. Wait, is, I'm sorry. He wrote a book? Well, now he, that was his first book. He's up to 21 now, I believe. 21 books. Has he ever written a book about cannibalism? That's all he writes about. So I'll put... I'm sorry. Are you about to tell me that this guy's a millionaire right now? And he's now? profiting <laughs> off of cannibalism? No, he's profiting off him eating Renee. Right. Yeah. Cannibalism. And his yes. crime. Yes. Murder. That's what people want to hear. That's why they listen to talk murder. So he's me. written 21 books about his own experience. How many books about your own experience can you write? He's also Seems overdone. Well, so here's a. <laughs> so here's one of the Underdone, manga. That's how he liked to yeah, eat the people. Yeah. yeah. So here's, Sushi. here's Sushi his, style. So here's his most famous book. I can't read it because it's in Japanese, but I really want to buy it. But uh, I can't find it anywhere. Besides, you should buy it on uh, audio and have it translated to English. But it's a manga book, and he describes the <gasps> the killing of Renee in detail through manga. And this man is not in. Uh, he's not receiving psychiatric help. See, he's a he's a very talented artist. So he drew the whole crime, and then uh, like, look, this is uh. So wait, is his con- is that not? Does that not count as a confession? He's well, he writing about already, his He was already crimes. convicted. Well, no, he France. wasn't. He wasn't convicted. Yeah, he, so, well, yeah, he was unfit to stand trial. That so. is him eating the butt. So would that not count as a confession? Or that would that could count get as convicted? fiction? Because it's manga. It de- I mean, it depends on how there's no. It's, there's no evidence against this guy. You guys understand? It doesn't. He's confessing. Or is he? Is it? Is it a? Is it a? A work of fiction? Like, what category does manga... Based on a true story, but fiction. Still, I mean, come on. Well, does it say based on a true story? So this picture, he's holding the head, and he's got an erection. And this is a manga picture. Like, like, I just don't understand... Like I just He's being awfully generous with his drawing of himself. I'm just going to say that, um, too. This is... So, That's a very large penis for a small Japanese man. So this is him now, and this is in his house... There's a video of... And he's oh, got pictures of naked women behind him or lots of... Yeah, he's actually been in a porno. He's been in several movies, and he's kind of a, a star. Here's him on a um, on a famous TV show in Japan eating sushi. He's the guest of honor eating sushi. No. Like, I don't get it. Way. This is some pictures of him, like, eating. People just really want to see him eat. Ew. So I'll put these uh, photos on TalkMore.com. He's so how a, old um, is he now? He's... um He is... I believe 16? he's like 71 or something like that as of today. He is a celebrity in Japan. And um, that's got- not okay with me. The fact that he's a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, that ain't cool. Like, it's one thing if you're... No, well, no, no. no. This is not going to come out the way that I want it. But, like, it's one thing if you're already famous and committed a crime and you're held accountable for your crime. And then, like, you know, people can... Whatever. Like, OJ or, or Aaron Hernandez. It's That's one yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah. if you are a criminal and you commit a murder and you eat someone and then you become famous because of that and then you profit off of that and, like, you don't have anything, like, holding you from that and that's, like, 
it's benefiting you like mm-hmm. that is not okay there's a family that has suffered for many years you know that's it's that's just horrific not, it's not okay that is not okay with me japan and you can fight me they want to prosecute this guy They'd be you, too you don't understand you. but they can't they don't have anything that's the problem well france i mean hello they could still send them something there's no there's no statute of limitations on they, murder. Oh, they want to send them something? Guess what Japan sent them? A fucking weird-ass cannibal. <laughs> That's what they sent them. <laughs> if I was France, I'd send them a fucking dead well, raccoon or I something. Mean, man, I feel like way to go. Like, congratulations to the school that rejected him in Japan. You do have a good no, filtering they system. No, j- rejected him before. This That's was, what I'm saying. No, I know, but they had this some sort of, of idea that he would the not world. be... Oh, what? It, like, he's, like, getting... Like, like getting crunk in Mexico and in the plains. Like what? Like what is he's having a grand old time as if like this event has not affected him at all, except positively he's benefiting off of this murder and it's just not okay. And it's so, he's so casual about what, it. One of this is what you're watching now is one of the reality shows that he made. So, so a woman lives with him for 24 <gasps> hours and he doesn't tell her he's a cannibal and then they have sex three times, and then then he tells her he's a cannibal, and it's like a reality TV show. That's her finding out that he's a cannibal. So, um, I, I you know what? I'm actually not surprised that's a thing. I mean, there's a picture book of of th- that what he did. I don't. I still don't just understand how there's, did he there's just, not enough evidence. Did he just give up eating people after that's that one? Naked. He says he's a cannibal. Like fucking what what are you doing like has he eaten any more people do we know no it's just that one it's just that one and now he's traveling the world and but i i shouldn't give him that much credit because no he does say this is making me angry yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i like the german cannibal better yeah way cooler yeah uh um at least that was consensual yeah and he, if you watch the Vice interview, he does talk about how hard his life is. Where oh, he, please, he couldn't get any jobs or whatever. You're not in jail. I don't feel bad. You're for alive. You, you were not look executed. at me. I didn't fucking eat anyone. <laughs> it's not like it's not like he would like just randomly ate a person like uh, the cinnamon challenge and got famous for doing something like that. Like he literally murdered someone and then ate her. Like it's it's different. It's not like he was in the wild and had no other option. Was forced to eat someone. You killed someone and you were benefiting from not only killing her but eating her. And that is not okay with me. And I'm very upset. It's like a loophole that's got him. There you go. This is a loophole. I'm going to write the prime minister (laughs) of France. Oh, there's a petition out. Good. But no one really knows of this case besides Japanese people. Well, Japanese people, they they want this guy in chains. I can promise you. But they love to watch his reality TV show. It's like the Kardashians. It's just like the talk of murder to me. People like this stuff because we talk about gruesome cases. But listen, I mean, like, seriously, I'm going to write. How do we we contact the Prime Minister of France? Because I don't. (laughs) This is a wrong that needs to be righted. It does. This does not sit well with me. This is not even in your country. It does not. I don't (laughs) care. It doesn't matter. It does not sit well with me. Where in Japan does he live? He's close (laughs) to my niece and nephew right now. What if he saw? 
saw them walking down the street and he's like oh that he looks probably like a nice little lollipop okay yeah. so there's well, one thing happened? where like we have canadian cases where the the murderers get off scot-free and we there are cases not just in canada but like all over the place where you know people don't get the correct yeah, charges like quebec yeah yeah but like montreal uh, that's in canada but like <laughs> but that, that's one thing if they don't get the correct charges but this guy is literally profiteering from this incident like he's making yeah. money because it's only he's a 20 books it's 21 you said 21 well he's working on his next one oh. it's like almost uh, i mean it's almost as as almost as enraging as oj simpson because i would i say mm. almost because like oj is, has maintained his innocence and i'm not saying he is innocent but this guy has like come out and said yeah i did this i killed her i ate her we all know it for sure and like Sagala has told many different audiences that he sees his personal salvation coming about only through another act of cannibalism with himself as the victim of a young woman. And that is the only way I can be saved, he said, expressing weariness and wariness that his crime and public status have now made it impossible for him to distinguish between his true self and his media-created image. It is like I have no self left. I'm just a shell, he said. I'm acting like what people would imagine me to be. Boohoo. <laughs> that boohoo was not in the Yeah, uh, sorry. I just had to add that. It was involuntary. But I hope you guys enjoyed that story. Happy ending there. Get it? Happy ending. Yeah, uh, we get it. Yeah. Like when you go to a, right, like a yes. massage yeah, parlor. We, yeah, yep. we get it. And you get That's, an erection. Yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so that's my story on Isaiah Sagawa. Go to talkmer.com to see all those photos right there. Um, and be sure to go subscribe to the Ghoul podcast. We have two episodes up right now. It's about the life and crimes of Edward Gein. So Ooh. be sure to uh, go and subscribe to that. And my name is John. I'm here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. <laughs>